You're listening to the Hidden Battles Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by HiddenBattlesFoundation.org in partnership with Swim With The Mission. You can find them on Swim.org on the internet. Welcome to the Battlecast. Nodding your head, no. Hey, everybody, it's Scott and Chris. Yeah, Mike and Chris. Oh, yeah, we have Chris. Which I what, can I call you that or just not in public? Could you just not? Okay, That'd I won't. Great, I won't get close to the microphone, woman. All right, so listen, uh, right off the bat, let's start with the magic numbers, Chris. Yeah, 988. Um, that's the National Suicide Prevention Helpline. Help is available, um, 24 7, 365, multiple different languages. Uh, you can text 988, you can call 988, you can check out 988lifeline.org, uh, or you can chat with them if you just Google 988, um, it will pop up as an online chat. Or if you're in a media crisis, you can dial 911 for emergency medical help. And just keep in mind, like we, we said this a, a lot over the last couple of shows, that um, this isn't just if you're in crisis. If you have somebody that you feel might be struggling or you don't know how to deal with them because you've never had any training, don't be afraid to go to the 988 uh, website and check it out and, and get some help. And even if you want, and that's not you, and you want to call in, you can call in and there's counselors that will actually walk you through the process by helping out those who you love. Uh, also, uh, Compact Act of 2020, if you are a veteran and you are in a mental health crisis, you can go to any ER or ED, whatever you want to call it. Uh, ED just doesn't... Yes, you in the back. Okay, hey, so... Uh... <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt the combat attack thing because that's awesome. But if you don't know what you're going to say or, or you're, you're kind of worried about what you're going to say, you're not going to change what that person's thinking. As long as you reach out, that's, that's the most important thing. So you should uh, definitely do that. And if you ask that person, are you thinking about committing suicide? That's probably the best thing you can do because they're not expecting that. But you're not going to put that thought in their head. So don't be worried about that. Absolutely. Um, so where was I? Before you rudely interrupt Compact. me. I didn't rudely interrupt. <laughs> I raised my hand. In the emergency department. Thank you. Oh, All right. Well, you know, no, during my interruption now, <laughs> is uh, also don't be scared to uh, download the uh, Columbia Protocol app because that gives you all these uh, tips of what to say and how to say and, and when to say and who to call and all these different numbers that, we're, that we always talk about. So the Columbia Protocol app is free, and everyone should download it all the time. Scott, go ahead. It's your right. show. Thanks. I raised my hand this time. All right. I'm going I'm to log off at this time. <laughs> Put the mic close to your face, Mike. Hey, so listen, um, back to the EREd. ED doesn't stand for what you think it does. It stands for emergency department, okay? So go to any one of those. Tell them you're a veteran. You get free mental health uh, crisis stuff. You get 30-day in-program for free and a 90-day out. You don't have to be enrolled in VA healthcare to get this. You just have to be a veteran. So take advantage of that, like 100%. Um, so, yeah, in the studio tonight, we have uh, one of our board members, and I would say your family. I wouldn't say your, your friend. Uh, we have Chris Lopez with us. You can say hi. We'll let you. Oh, you didn't raise hi. your hand. Raise your hand. I didn't raise my hand. Hi. <laughs> so, um, so we actually, we've been trying to get some more of our board members in so we can actually talk and, and figure out why they're involved with Hidden Battles and what Hidden Battles means to them. And Chris has been on the radio enough that this is, she's like, uh-huh, yeah, whatever. All right. So we're just going to talk about some stuff. She'll chime in. Uh, we just have to make sure that she's closer to the microphone because 
would get spoken to. I know, but Scott, can you just, I mean, you didn't raise your hand. To talk, you did not raise hand. your hand. <laughs> I mean, I thought that's how we do things around here. If not, she could just leave. No. <laughs> Wicked inappropriate. It, no, well, she has some rights, I guess. All right, so listen, there's some things we wanted to talk about tonight. Uh, I did have a guest on, but we're actually going to do a video um, recording of that interview, so that'll come on later on when we try to get our video game going up. But hey, listen, let, why don't we just take a minute to talk about Mickey O'Keefe. Um, uh, Michael O'Keefe, Mickey O'Keefe, um, he was, if you're from Lowell or if you know anything about the boxing world or if you are in law enforcement in the, I would say, in the New England area, you know who Mickey O'Keefe well, is. If you saw um, the fighter. Yeah, I mean, he, he played himself in the fighter. Um, but he was, um, I mean, he was an Army vet. Um, he was a retired police sergeant in Lowell. Uh, he was a boxing legend. I mean, he trained some of the best, uh, and he actually saved some of the best, too. Uh, personally, I, a family member was struggling with uh, substance abuse and addiction, and he got that guy some help, and he's doing very well for himself now. And just the, the people that he impacted through the community, um, is you can't even, you, there'd be no way to actually sit there and count how many people he's helped. Um, like I said, yeah, he was in the fight. He trained um, Mark Wahlberg to do uh, Mickey Ward. I mean, it was just, the guy, the guy was just a legend. Um, and they did it, they laid him arrest today. He had passed away. He had battled with some ailments. But, um, man, just a moment of silence for Mickey. All right. Rest in peace, brother. Um, so what do we have coming up? We have a lot of coming up. And we have a lot of stuff that's it's really starting to aggravate us. Mother Nature is really starting to aggravate me. I'm going to tell you that. I don't know what Chris just coughed for. Might be because she's aggravating him, too. No, so uh, Saturday morning we have our 7th Annual Pitch for Prevention of Suicide uh, Cornhole Tournament and Family Day. It is still on, folks. Like, come. It's, if it rains, then... We're just going to get wet and still have fun. But no, the Cornhole Tournament's going to be coming. It's going to happen. If it, just, if it gets really bad, and like it's by the minute now, like before it was... It's going to be fine. Yeah, it's going to be fine. At first, it was like 75 cloudy. Then it was like torrential downpours. But every time we look at the weather, and if you compare all your different apps or whatever phone you have, it's all different. And this is New England. Everything blows out the sea. So we're, we're going to have it. Regardless, we're having it. So just come. You're either just not going to get wet or you're going to get wet. But we have, uh, there's going to be great, great things happening that day. We're going to have a bunch of Jeeps. We have, uh, I believe we have a couple army trucks. Uh, we got a couple co uh, classic cars. Tons of police vehicles there. Uh, kid zone. Bunch of stuff. So come down. Free food. Everything's free to attend, but you have to pay to play. However, uh, we mentioned this last time. We have had teams that have been uh, donated to us. So if you're a veteran or first responder or a medical uh, professional and you want to play and you're like, hey, I don't really want to pay because I work hard for my money. I get that. Um, Jim Shera um, from WCAP donated a team. Robin Smelter, um, Craigie's teacher, donated a team. Mark Shinnene Plumbing Heating donated a team. Swim at the Mission donated a team. Uh, so if you need to get in and you're like, I just don't have the money right now, just fire us off an email, a message, whatever. You know how to get a hold of us. And just let us know. We'll get you in there. I mean, we just want to eliminate everything that you're saying I can't do it. So definitely jump on um, and just uh, just come down and have fun. You guys want to play Don't a song? Don't forget to mention the raffles. Oh, yeah. And we have raffles. So, And I know that we've mentioned this before. Um, 
Listen, our, our programs are free. We raise money. The raffles are one of the ways that we raise income to pay for all these uh, amazing programs. So that's why we sell raffle tickets. But however, everything's been donated that day. The food's been donated to us by the Hannaford Foundation, which nobody really, I didn't know they were there until I reached out. Because we reach out to them on, on occasion. They help us with the 22. They helped us with the cooking program before. And then finally, uh, a nice woman, Wendy Birch from the Hannaford Foundation, reached out to me and said, why don't you apply for our grant and see, uh, and see if we can get you some more money other than just you know, some hamburgers and hot dogs here and there. So they actually gave us a really good grant, uh, which is going to actually, believe it or not, is going to fund our cooking programs for the next year. Awesome. So I'm happy about that. But so Hannaford, Pepsi. Um, Sully's at Chelmsford, right? Is it Sully's? Okay, Sully's in Chelmsford is providing ice cream. So, yeah, I mean, this is, this is your reason to come down. Like, come down. Um, they're, they're supporting us, so let's support them. And let's get some, uh, some fun activities going for our veterans and raise some money for our veterans first responders. Let's talk about, well, let's pay some bills. We're talking about paying bills, right? Uh, who do you want to go with, Chris? You know what? I'm going to do our good friend, John Starkey, from Custom Ironcraft. Uh, you can check them out at customironcraft.com or call them at 978-828-5781. Whether it's residential or commercial, Custom Ironcraft, Inc. offers over 20 years of welding experience. They can suit any of your ornamental ironwork needs, from gates, fences, railings, to even decorative vined trellis. Um, they also do custom-made back drag blades for plows. Estimates are always free. You can call or stop in uh, to their shop in Wilmington at any time. Again, check them out at customironcraft.com. John's actually going to be making me a new roll cage for my Jeep. So if you can think it, he can make it. He literally, this is how, what I said to him. I said, do you think you can do it? He goes, anything's possible. So it wasn't like, uh, like some people you call for work and they're like, uh, he's not. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we can do that. So uh, another, uh, another one of our sponsors planned perfectly. Um, they are your full service wedding and event planning agency, creating flawless New England events. Leslie and Planned Perfectly team work tirelessly to create romantic Boston weddings, meaningful military weddings, and creative nonprofit events with helpful and professional team, you can rest assured your event will be spectacular. Uh, you can reach them at 978-885-9475 or plannedperfectly.net. And you might as well go with our first partner that we've had uh, from the very beginning in the official bank of Hidden Battles, uh, Jandar Credit Union, based right here in Lowell. Uh, you can check them out at jdcu.org. From great rates and products for all lifestyles to a culture of care and community that empowers all members, Jean d'Arc Credit Union is a credit union that grows with their members. Check them out at jdcu.org or stop by one of your local branches. And if we could have um, our Swim with the Mission commercial, that'd be awesome. Swim with the Mission is proud to support Hidden Battles Radio. Hi, I'm Phil Taub. My wife, Julie, and I started Swim with a Mission to support our veterans. Our freedom is not free, and it comes at a heavy price. There are too many veterans in our community struggling in silence. Please check us out at swam.org, S-W-A-M.org. And if you know a veteran that is struggling, I hope you will call the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988 and push 1. Thank you, Phil. Uh, if you guys are really looking to see what uh, nonprofits are all about. Uh, and you want to see what one of the best nonprofits I've actually seen in the longest time, I would definitely go to swam.org. Uh, check out Swim with the Missions um, page. I mean, it's unbelievable. There's actually a book called Portraits of Sacrifice and Bravery you can purchase. 
Uh, yours truly is number page 88, so you can jump in on that. Check it and out. If you reach out to info <laughs> at hiddenbattlesfoundation.org, uh, you might as well uh, just have it you know, autographed by Scott uh, personally. Ab oh, absolutely. You know, that's true. Uh, no, but if you go on their sites and you, and you check out some of the stuff that they've done and what they do for all the New Hampshire organizations, I believe that we're the only organization that serves Massachusetts that they actually give um, funding to uh, because they truly believe on what we do. And thank you, Phil and Julie, for that. And Matt and Christine. And, oh, my God, everybody. Jeff up there, everybody. They're, I mean, they're an, an amazing organization. Like I said, when we talk about being family. That definitely 100%. So with the mission has become a family to us. So thank you, everybody up there. Um, so, Chris, what happened on this day? Well, September 20th, 1958. Um, on the cover of the Saturday Evening Post was Norman Rockwell's The Runaway. And for anyone who doesn't know what The Runaway is, uh, Norman Rockwell brought Ed Locke and Massachusetts State Trooper Richard Clemens uh, to the Howard Johnson's restaurant in Pittsfield to be photographed for the runaway. Um, it's a, I mean, infamous photo and painting that is uh, known uh, worldwide by law enforcement um, of a little boy uh, sitting at the Howard Johnson's diner counter next to a state trooper. Um, and it became synonymous with, as I said, law enforcement, uh, conveying the mission to protect and serve, whether you go in sta uh, state police agencies or law enforcement agencies, you'll most likely find the picture of the runaways hanging someplace in that building. Not good friend, Hervey Cody, actually has uh, a picture. You can actually, somebody, where is it? There's actually a museum. Is that the State Police the Museum? The Massachusetts State it? Police yeah. Museum out in Whitensville, yeah. Mass. Um, they have a actual replica of what the inside of the diner looked like, Howard Johnson's looked like. And believe it or not, I just got this as a text uh, earlier today from our good friend Harvey Cody. The State Police Museum in December, I believe it's December 10th, uh, they have something called Runaway Day. So you can actually go and meet Ed Locke. Mm -hmm. uh, Ed Locke is still alive. Um, and he plays the counterpart as uh, who's serving the uh, stuff. And people have been using it as Christmas cards with whoever their loved one is, um, dressed up in uniform with the little, you know, the little boy or yeah. whatever. Um, so that's a huge fun day and event for that. Yeah, because Hervey actually has a, he has an autograph picture of the two in the picture, or the three in the picture. I do as well. And then him, yeah. So, oh, it's cool. Uh, hey, listen, the Milltown Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, Electrical text line is open, 978-454-4980. If you want to text in, you want to hear a song, you want to text in, you have any questions, uh, definitely send us something. You can call in if you have a question for our silent partner tonight, Chris, who's just, I can feel her eyes burning into the side of my head. <laughs> That's not true. You, you know, Chris has done a whole bunch for Hidden Battles, even from the beginning. Um, even not, I mean, she has unofficially the, become one of my wives. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, work wife. Yep. I guess you could, uh, you could call her, but yeah. you know, Chris keeps all of us on our toes. And uh, her perspective for everything is awesome. So it was, it was, I actually don't even know. That makes me blush. Yeah, I don't know exactly 100% how you became involved with Hidden Bells. I know that you and Leslie have, have been friends forever. I know that Leslie um, planned you and Ernie's wedding, which I wasn't invited to, but I am reminded of every time. Every Somebody time. Somebody sounds salty no, no. about that. No, it's because I love Wait, Ernie and I can't believe Ernie didn't invite me. Shooting daggers at who? No, no. So listen, I'm just trying to say. Every time I go into our storage unit, I notice that uh, I notice that there's two maracas there, <laughs> and 
and it came from somebody's wedding, and I'm always constantly reminded that I wasn't invited. Yeah. Um, it's all right. The tears have dried. You'll be okay. The salt, <laughs> the salt has blocked all the ducks, so tears don't come out anymore. But no, so then I think what happened was when we started hitting battles, you said, oh, I can help you with some stuff. Because at the time, you were working for VB down here, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And you had gotten us a sponsorship with them, and then you would come out to one of our events, and the next thing you're like, oh, I want to give you a hand. And the next thing you know, we like lassoed you and pulled you in. <laughs> and now you help us with everything. And know what it is? It's if you give a totally different perspective. Um, because we're like we've been faking it till we make it like since day one, but you have more business sense than we do, and and you'll say, oh no, and I love the fact that you have no problem, and this is your personality, you have no problem saying no, that's that's not right, or no, you can't do that, that doesn't even look or she, sound right. She also keeps us in line and tells us where we could shove it. Yes, I don't yeah. say those things though. No, you do it very eloquently. <laughs> yeah, you do it very professionally and just. Yeah. Just enough that me and Scott and everybody else gets the hint on yeah. what you're trying to say, and we're like, it's "True, okay, no problem." But you, but I mean, but the thing is, is like uh, we talk about family and we talk about connections and and stuff like that. But you've like made some really good connections for us, and like your daughter Gabby's involved, uh, Ernie's involved. I mean, it's amazing. And then now, one of the amazing uh, raffles that we just got right is we got it from Michael, Michael Patrick Catering. Um, Michael is the culinary. Um, instructor, instructor he at loves the tech. Craigie, by the way, he oh, made him like a whole special plate when he went in for lunch. Yeah, like Craigie's, he's he's hard because he's got so many allergies and he's so full of energy. But Craigie loves Gabby. Um, I'm still, we're still trying to work out that dowry for that marriage when <laughs> when he gets of age. But so uh, Michael Patrick is going. He's he's donated a huge like 25 person catered meal um, where Gabby's going to work it. Yes. Because Gabby volunteers for us all the time. And I mean, and it's, it's amazing. Like I said, the Hidden Battles of Family, we're an uh, internal community. And it's just amazing that we have that. And it's, you know, we're, I think we're raising our kids right to do things for other people. And we're raising them to say, hey, you know, we have it good, but some people don't. 100%. And that's good. And that's realistically what we have to do. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Gabby wants to go into the first responder field. Yes. At least she did at uh, my last conversation with her, which was like, I think a couple months ago. Um, I, I don't know. That, yeah, we need to we need to talk her out of that. <laughs> Let's talk her. Yeah, I think that. she I think she wants to go down the path that I went um, for the for that field. Our current discussion is psychology and criminology. Okay, I yeah, I'm thinking. I can that. back that. Yeah, that sounds like Mike's stuff. Well, psychology is way more important than criminal justice. Mm. That, uh, whatever you do in criminal justice, and I'm sorry for those that study criminal justice, <laughs> you're going to learn that and way more on yeah. the job. So psychology is definitely the answer. If you want to be law enforcement, it's going to help you way much more to be an effective law enforcement officer. No, I agree. That's like uh, people with uh, social worker degrees, I think, would be much better, too, because there's more avenues. Because, listen, I didn't, I didn't have any... I had no experience when I became a cop. I came out of the army and became a cop, and I learned it by listening to Herbie Cody and other uh, officers who had amazing verbal skills. You know, but if you have if you have that um, that social worker's degree and that background, you know how to find like programs and find outlets to help these people along because a lot of like crim like crime, addiction, everything else, it stems from something. Right. So if you have avenues to help people through social work, I mean, social work, you learn in everything opposed to me. I'm a cop. I like I know how to write your ticket yeah. and any monkey can write a ticket. Right. Uh, 
you do tickets, you do stops, you arrest people, whatever. But it's the out-of-the-box thinking that really, truly makes the impact on people's lives. You know what? You're exactly correct. And, and if you're listening, if you could just, like, text in yay or nay. But if, if, if you have a CJA degree, I mean, first of all, awesome, that's great. Yep. And you have a great understanding of the CJ system. However... On the street, it really means a lot more if you can understand what that person thinking. If we don't have to, again, I said this, I think, two weeks ago, if we don't have to use a use of force scenario, then let's not use it. If we could talk to this person and realize what's happening, actually, and talk to this person down, well, that's going to save lawsuits, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to make us keep our, our houses. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not going to get sued. And that's going to, nobody's going to get harmed. But if we're just thinking about, he's the bad guy, and I'm arresting him, and no matter what happens, and this is what's going mm-hmm. on, well, what does that really do for all of us? Yeah. That, that just creates a violent situation where, where who knows what's going to happen to us. So it's important that we, uh, that we have that kind of understanding of what might they be thinking. We might be wrong, but at least we have kind of an understanding, hey, this person might be, might be having a PTSD episode. He might, be, uh, he, may, he might just have severe depression, right, which is where the co-responders come in. Uh, you know, I know not every department has that, but... It'd be such a great asset to have. So again, if you're listening, I mean, please, I mean, type in, text in, you know, yeah or nay, you know, what you think in this scenario. You no, know, it's funny because when we when I first started, it was verbal judo. They said you need to have verbal judo, right? Because yeah. you'd be able to talk people down. But every department has that guy that literally could sell, you know, a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves, and then they have that guy that instantly he's got like his use of force already started because yeah, he's that when he walks onto scene. Everything gets ramped up, Nailed it. and he just wants to. He it, it. There's just no calming anybody down. It's like he's a, uh, like he he's the cat. Yeah, he's the baking soda that's making the science, you know, science project explode into the, in the gym. He like, wants. He's to that fight. guy. Yeah. And what does that mean? That means more. I mean, again, we're not not. Don't be scared of lawsuits. If you know you use the force scenario, by all means, do the use of force scenario. Which which, which, which yeah, as long as you understand it, you're doing it appropriately. That makes perfect sense. But if you are just here to fight. To get this person, this person in cuffs, does that really make sense? Is is it really worth the lawsuit that's coming? So it's, it's important that we be, I don't want to say be mindful, but be mindful of what's happening and, and, and use your uh, common sense. I mean, if we don't have to fight, let's not fight. If we don't have to go baton or OC, yeah. then let's not do that. But that's in every aspect of your life. I in mean, you aspect. literally, like you could come home. Like, I could walk home, especially during fundraising season for us in our house. Yay. Um, I, I literally can come home, and when I walk to the door, you can feel that tension. It's just like a, like a, a domestic call. You know, you walk to the door, you feel that, you feel that tension. And, and you literally, you can de-escalate it, or you can get out your friggin' your coal fan and start going, oh, it's, it's going to get spicy in here. And you can make it worse for you. Um, and that goes through everything, every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. You literally... I can't even tell you how many times I literally could go off the rails like with road rage, but I just don't. I just start laughing at this point. I'm like, it's not worth it. You know, there's a way to de-escalate everything. I just and, think in the law enforcement world, we all have those people that want to escalate and yeah. they want to put that person in cuffs and they want to do that cell extraction. And why? But why? Because you, yeah. if you're not going to do that if you're by yourself, then why are you going to do it when there's me and five other guys behind you? Mm-hmm. I don't know why you, you deliver ice for a living. What are you talking about? Do, I, do I have to start naming off our nationalities that we deal with? Because we're not going to do that. You want to hit a balance? We canceled. But let's just let's circle back to the co-responder for a second. So, you know, obviously Scott was away when we had Doctor John. Is it Schnaber? 
Schnaub. Yeah, John Schnaub. That's John probably Schnaub. one of the greatest yeah. uh, so, Hidden Battles radio shows probably ever produced. Yeah, so I mean, when and John. If you're wondering how to spell it, it's S C H N A U R. No, B E R. I spoke it about 20 times. I've interviews done on Hidden Battles radio. You know, I think. It was pretty good. And if you missed it, check us out at hiddenbattlesfoundation.org and link up to our Facebook page because you can listen to that. It's now out as a podcast. Uh, we're amazing. on all major platforms, but you know, next week we have Karen, uh, who's a co-responder and clinician from a local PD, coming on. And you know and why? It's because it's Mental Health Awareness Month. It is Mental Health oh. Awareness Month, and you know, Karen also called in when um, John was on, and we were talking about the co-responder program and what the benefit of that is uh, to de-escalate scenarios, and it's not just to help the officers or whoever's using them. Uh, at that department, but also going out on calls and, you know, depending on who you talk to, it's either a, yes, I'm very much for it or nope, should not be happening. And more departments are signing on with the co-responder programs, which is awesome. I mean, there are studies also that, that go where they've gone in and they've studied convicted cop killers, right? And they've asked them, why did you pick this particular person? Or why was it this person? And some of the reasoning is, is one, it's because they, they weren't confident with themselves. The other one was, two, they were very disrespectful, right? So you go to that. And I know a lot of people go, I don't care what the public thinks of me. Well, that's crap you do, all right? And you can literally help out your profession by being professional, right? Have some compassion. Uh, use your... <laughs> and it's, I'm, it's my turn, Mike. I know, but that's why I raised my hand. Right. Um, but, but use a little compassion, right? Be a human being and realize that a lot of the people that we deal with are just having a really bad day, right? Yes, Michael. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so uh, I've actually interviewed people that have run from us before. And, um, you know, in my no-name agency that I work for, that mm -hmm. um, so what, what they have uh, designated was... This person, after they would look at this person and determine he's not going to. Hey, buddy. That's, he's, that's he's one of our guys. He's not going to chase me. <laughs> he's a regular. He's not going to chase me, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get away, no problem. So what they do is, and it's just more evidence that they size you up before, mm -hmm. before they make their action. And this person, he sized my, not my partner, but my, he sized this person up. Yeah, co-worker. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And, uh, and then he decided to open the door and run away. And then it was a 15-hour uh, manhunt in Boston for this person. Anyway, so what I guess what I'm getting at is, is uh, they definitely size you up. And, and, and now we're creating a scenario that we don't need to happen. And all this guy wanted to do was attend his kid's uh, birthday party. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but too many of us want to uh, act like we're, we're, we're winning the war on terror right now with this one arrest. If we just use some common sense right now and talk mm -hmm. to these people... They, they, it, it's going to be a lot less, a lot more calm. Mm -hmm. But but we don't want to do that. We want to escalate and we want to fight and we do want to do that. And, and the answer is why? Like why do we want to do that? Why do we want to fight and put all of our things at risk where we're going to get sued and we're going to, you mm -hmm. know, it, it it doesn't make sense. To me. I, I will tell you the the stress of being sued is in amount. It's unimaginable. Yeah. And I will tell you from personally speaking. Um, and then having the. Uh, the idea of actually having criminal charges brought against you um, is very, very nerve-wracking, too. And it'll actually... It is very real. And right? Yeah, and it is. And you sit there and you go, oh, my God. And you second-guess everything you've ever done. Uh, and you think, wow, I'm literally going to have my family come see me on Sundays. Just because back to, back to that, 
talk your way and, and talk to people like humans and be respectful. And it's going to change everybody's mindset. It's going to change the whole path of everything. And like I said, not only in law enforcement, but in your day to day. Listen, is it really worth arguing somebody or getting, you know, into a fist fight over somebody because they want to be, you know, they want to merge right and cut you off? Like, who gives a crap? Like, you know, just but settle in, down. In your and experience take a deep as breath. a retired officer, mm-hmm. what advice would you give the new officers, whether it be local, state, or federal, on, on this situation? Where, where, where about being sued for your proper use of force? Because we know we're doing it right. We know yeah. that this person deserved the OC or the baton. Mm-hmm. Or, or well, my first the, the, the Homestead pistol. Act. Get a Homestead Act. Of course, right? get the Homestead Act. Yeah. And that's nationwide in every state. Or is yeah, that just I, well, I know it's here. So if you're listening here, here Mass, so, so yeah. if you're listening. Um, two, uh, like I said, treat everybody as if your mother was with you. You know, if you have, a, if you have a good relationship with your mother. Um, because you act that way. Act accordingly. Because of the fact that you are talking to somebody's family member. You're talking. Listen, I arrested. A, this guy was a major in the Latin Kings, right? I treated him like respect. This guy, was a, he got released. I don't remember what day it was, but within 15 days of his release for being uh, incarcerated for manslaughter, I arrested him on a warrant because he never reported into his probation officer. And the guy, when I talked to him, I treated him with respect. Yeah. Um, because I know, listen, I know people have bad days. People come from different walks of life, and I'm not going to judge anybody because I don't walk in their shoes. So treat him with respect. You've never had a bad right? day? Oh, I've had I have bad I had a bad day today. Chris, you ever had a bad day? But the thing is this. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, we you ever all had have a bad day. A few. I've never yeah. had a bad day. So I don't know what you're talking about. So <laughs> this is the way I talk I tell people, yeah, all right. When you deal with people, when the cuffs are on them, mm. right? They're like, Oh, it's game over. No, no, it's 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 a timeout, right? When cuffs are off, don't let your guard down. Don't think the fight's over. However, your aggression should really take a tone down when it happens, and that gets guys jammed up. What you need to do is you really need to, when you feel that you're getting too in and too emotionally involved in something, you need to step back and have somebody else step in. Um, I was, at once, I was actually in the cell, and a guy kept taunting me to fight, to fight, and then eventually I was like, fine, let's go. And my sergeant was like, yeah, you need to leave for a second. And I was like, oh, you know what? And I needed that. I will tell you, if you're taking this job because you're trying to get back on people who have been mean to you in high school or whatever, and you feel that this is your redemption in society, that's not the job for you. I feel like um, I'm being called out right now. No, but just because I'm staring at you. No, <laughs> no. the thing is this. Listen, if you took the job, you took it for the right reason to help people, and that is what your purpose, right? If you arrest people, you're helping them get their life in order through the criminal system. You are not supposed to judge them. That's what the, that's what the court is for, right? So when you arrest them, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing by law, and let the judge, you know, let the judge and jury, they're the ones that are going to say guilty, not guilty. And it's out of your hands at that point. But don't treat somebody like, listen, even if they are not the, the best walking people on the planet, still treat them with respect. You're going to feel better about yourself, and it's not going to come back to bite you. you know, what I find is that the most hardened criminals that we've... Hey, what's up, man? This guy. Well, yeah. you know, I wish this was live <laughs> in the video. What's up, man? Um, what... I, what was I saying? He just so, he just wrote high on the window. Yeah, so yeah. go America. <laughs> so what I find is like the most hardened criminals, the most uh, MS thirteen, the most Eighteenth Street, the most Latin King that you're gonna find is uh, are always actually probably the most professional and nice. They, they understand like, hey man, you're just doing your job. I mean, these are like hardened criminals. Yeah. With, with Interpol red notices. Mm-hmm. You're just doing your job, man. No problem. 
But the other ones that I would arrest, you know, from my agency that deals with foreigners and in, uh, that are here unauthorized, is uh, <laughs> a, a, a legit. The ones with minimal crimes are, are, the, are the ones that have the biggest mouth and the ones that want to fight the most. And it's mm. like, well, why? Why is that a difference? Why are these hardened MS-13 gang member, you know, leadership, you know, captains more compliant than the, you name the country, no. <laughs> you, you know, know what, a quaffed yeah. OUI from 20 years ago. I, no, I, I oh, actually, here we go. I know, hey, I, I, I do I, speak. Hey, so, so my perspective on that is, is if they do know, like they are hardened criminals, this, this is a career choice for them. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to go one way or the other, whether it's right or wrong for people yeah. to be here illegally. But I would say that the majority of them are here for an opportunity at a better life. So when, in a case like that, they're not making, in their perspective, career criminal choices. They're here, I would say for the most part, seeking opportunity. And when they see you, you're, you're a sign of, oh my God, I could lose everything that I just tried to do. And again, I'm not saying they're all law-abiding law or anything like that. I just think that there are choices. You know what too, Thank Mike? You. Yeah, know what too, Mike, is think of this. You think don't have of, to agree with yeah, me. Yeah, think of, no, think of the perception that people have and the fear coming from other countries of what the police departments are like in there, yeah. like federale and stuff like that. And you get that, that fear, and they're running because of the fact that they know that in their country they get treated totally different than they do here. You know what, and, and with that, Scott and Chris, is, is I think that um, we've had the VA come in and give us a class on PTSD and in all that aspect and and they want to give us a class on the ptsd with our uh co-workers but what i insisted on was in emphasizing ptsd with not just co-workers but the people we arrest we arrest people Absolutely. from one torn countries right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean you, you have any idea what happens in el salvador guatemala yeah or, or you name the country right and so here we are arresting them or approaching their house now what are they thinking they're now we just think hey man we're arresting this person from this country mm -hmm. what they're thinking is you know from whatever happened to that civil war back in yeah. their country yep. and so now is they're going to react way more differently so if we're more educated mm -hmm. in the way that they might react mm -hmm. it might reduce our use of force scenarios because we don't want to fight if we don't have to fight. you know and now go back to that you know that the hardened criminal gang member whatever who goes all right i've already i've interacted with the police department and i know i get more bees with honey yeah. and if i comply and i'm respectful my time in this cell is going to be much more enjoyable for me and it's also not going to bring more charges yeah. on for me so you know, think of it that way you yeah, know but, but that's thinking of somebody that's actually in their right frame of mind but mm -hmm. but again when they see us approaching yeah. in mm -hmm. our Again, we're not in uniform, right? We're not in a, you know, all yeah. in BDUs, but when we're in semi-uniform with our vests on and approaching your house, and you just and you came back from war-torn, again, like El Salvador Cam Cambodia. Or, or Venezuela. Yeah, anyway. Well, Cambodia, yeah. right? Yeah. Lowell, huge Cambodia population, the yeah. biggest in the country next to Long Beach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you, you see us approaching your house, you might think, like, you might not be in Lowell anymore mentally. Yeah. You might be back right. in... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And so now, and so I want to teach my guys to see these, these signs where you're not thinking clearly, mm -hmm. like if I'm approaching you, I'm like, she's, she doesn't think that we're in Lowell anymore. Yeah. Let me, maybe I need to say something different. That'd or, be some or, amazing or cultural training. I mean, so you know, how but, would but we make that work? Aspect, tactically, yeah. that's a huge aspect that, that I think a lot of departments aren't utilizing because mm -hmm. I know, I know, and I know we're all, we're all stuck in our ways, but 
if we don't think outside the box where we're not the only ones with PTSD. Yeah. Americans aren't the only ones that have been to war. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. So if we can approach that the, the appropriate way, and in, in Central and Western Mass, that's all Russians, Polish, yeah. Ukrainians. I'm not saying, like, what's going on, you know. They've been at war since something the early 1900s. Huh? Realistically, they've been at war since the early 1900s. They truly have. Eastern yeah. Europe has been just war since the 18s. Yeah. I mean, that's just what's happened. So if we if we approach them in a military manner, yeah, we're asking for a difference. I'm not saying like let's just mail them a letter saying, "Hey, you need a report." <laughs> no, no, I know that. Yeah. But but like but like let's <laughs> recognize those signs where, uh, hey, the way we're approaching is not working. No, it's funny is when I first became Makes a sense. police officer, we had actually they had cultural training for us. And there was a big Muslim influx that were coming, and they were talking to us about how, um, like, disrespectful to Muslims when you talk to them, uh, different cultural things with them. And I think if there was some cultural, like, uh, classes, like, I, I, where, you know, now in-service now, is in-service is going to online, right? It, I think that's garbage. I think that there needs to be more in-person stuff. But if you had some, like leaders from the community, like the Cambodian community, come in and say, hey, listen, you know, this is, this is what we think normal in America. It's not normal to our people coming over here. Like, for instance, to Muslims, if you put your hand on their head, yeah. it's disrespectful. However, how many times have you helped somebody not crack their head off the, off the, you know, the ape, off the pillar of the vehicle, getting them in the back? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, what if you... So, what if you- you know, uh, gently touch their wife and move them to the side. Yeah, exactly. Like now we now we just created a scenario that we didn't need to create. Yeah. So this I think there's a lot of like we're, we're the melting pot of America, um, we're the of the whole world, right? We have all these different cultures come in. It's and obviously it's going to be hard to know them all. However, I think there are some key ones that we should be taught, or the law enforcement, even fire, even medical should be taught. Like these are some of the big no nos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, cause I remember going, and luckily I had zipper boots. But I remember going to uh, an Asian family's house you were a one night. Boot guy? Yeah, oh, yeah. Because uh, I just like getting them off quick in case I have to flow. But my people throw boots. I mean, I wish right? I knew that before I agreed <laughs> to come on this radio. But uh, but I went to an Asian couple's house for um, they were having a problem with one of the children. I actually took my boots off at the door because I knew that was culture, yeah. right? And that goes a long way. Um, but a lot of people are like, I don't take my boots off. Well. How would you like if they came in your house or somebody came in your house and totally disrespected something something as simple as sitting at a table wearing a baseball hat at dinner? Yeah. Now, did, right? did that affect you tactically, taking those boots off? No, well, it could have. I could have slipped on their tile. It was really shiny. I mean, but I mean, realistically, did it really though. Did affect you tactically? No, because of the fact that I knew I was there for something totally yeah. different. It's all scenario based, right? It's, it's situational. But let's take a quick break. Um, let's take a break. Let's take a <laughs> Let's take a quick break and uh, we'll. And Chris is just on his seconds. phone. Yeah. This portion of the broadcast was brought to you by Jean Dot Credit Union. Jean Dot Credit Union has been helping members in the community for over 100 years. Credit Union's mission is people help people, and at Jean Dot Credit Union, they support that mission by educating and guiding their members to make smart financial choices. Call them at 978-452-5001. Visit them online, jdcu.org, to learn more about how Jean Dot Credit Union can help you. Now, hey, listen, so we're going to switch gears completely. Um, I want to I talk about somebody who has helped us out hugely. Uh, I actually met her on this street um, a few years back prior to COVID, uh, and we clicked instantly because we're both Lebanese, uh, and I, I'm talking about Ellen Andre. Ellen is probably the nicest woman I've ever met in my life. What? Um, Thanks a lot. Well, no, so listen, I'm not done yet. Okay. 
She reminds me of you a lot because she has no problem telling me <laughs> when I'm out of my mind. Uh, all right, so I just saw an Air Force guy on the street. That's something new. Um, but you guys both tell me when I'm out of my mind, oh, no, that's not a good idea. Like, you guys have that same mindset. You, you remind me a lot of each other. Um, and maybe that's why I like both of you. Uh, but Ellen, is, Ellen has, she has taken us out of her wing. Um, and I'm not even going to talk about her generosity, but just her, the impact she's had on not only, like, uh, Hidden Battles, but she's helped out the Specialist Matthew Polini Fund. Um, the stuff that she does for everybody, the food bank, Katie's Closet, um, What's the, the, the house for the women? Um, oh, there's that. There's the food bank. That, I mean, yeah, no, whatever um, nonprofit you can see in this 25-mile no, radius. Named after the girl who lost, who lost her battle. Oh, the Megan's house. Megan's house. Megan's house, yeah. Like the stuff that she does for all these organizations and the input and the promotion and the mouthpiece that she does for them where she literally, I just talked to the lady who runs Katie's Closet who actually works at the Arbor's and uh, Anne-Marie Sousa, right? And she called me up and said, oh, Ellen was talking about you to me, and she was telling me the great work you're doing, and we're going to do a fundraiser for you. Like, it's that advocacy that she has. That's mm -hmm. a big word, and I'm glad I used it correctly. <laughs> but, that, but that advocacy that she does for the local nonprofits that she truly believes in, and she doesn't just jump aboard. She vets you. Like, yes. she... She's she, all in. Yeah. yeah. But we met her at Tippa Golden's, um, his last... Uh, the holiday stroll. Yeah, the holiday stroll, which, a.k.a. Bockerall. Um, but he, it was the last one he did, mm -hmm. and I met her at that. And, um, and ever since that, we've been, we've been very close. We're, I consider her a really good friend. Um, she's family. And the stuff that she does, even though she'll call me up and say, hey, listen, look at this organization, what they're doing. It's great. I think that you guys should partner, or talk, at least talk, share ideas. And that's what this world needs. Like, that's what nonprofits need because we obviously pick up the slack. Nonprofits pick up the slack of programs that should be, by design, already there. But it's also what's good is because it creates humanity and humility within the communities. It, it shows people that we are struggling and other people are struggling, whether it's financial or, or with food or housing or clothing or mental health or whatever. But it's how we all bring each other together and how we overlap and help each other out. And that's the way it should honestly work. And she is like, she is the model for that. Mm -hmm. You know, she just stands, she's the pillar right there. And she's like, oh, Katie's Closet should work with home. Oh, you should work with this organization. And you should work with this organization. And we all overlap each other to do the services that the communities needs. And, and if it wasn't for Ellen, I don't think, I don't think anybody would be doing as much impact no, as she is. Not. So she makes a lot of great connections, and she hates when you thank her on the radio. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm getting, the, I'm getting, I'm getting right uh, now. some texts right now. <laughs> oh, well. so well, you know what? You can't tell me what to do. Get my mama. <laughs> Thanks, Ellen. <laughs> thank you, Ellen. Thank, thank you, so Ellen. Much. But yeah, I mean, listen, it was, it's been a long time coming that we actually called you out and, and said the great things that you did and that you do. And a lot of people, a lot of people know you, and they say, oh yeah, you know what? She helps out here and there, but I don't think they understand the impact. That you actually do, and and uh, if you if anybody sees her, buy this woman a coffee. Yeah, I mean, Not she asked why she talking about me, and I, my response, and the simple response is because you're more amazing than all of us put together. Yeah, agreed. And she is. She's yep. truly amazing. That's why I'm talking about you, because you know me. I'm caddy. I'll talk about anybody. And now I'm <laughs> effing blushing. Oh well, there you go. I just saved you money on makeup. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
No, from the bottom of our I hearts. See the Thank three you, dots moving. There's more text yeah. coming in. I don't have an iPhone, so I don't know how that three dot thing works. <laughs> what a loser. Oh, yeah. Why don't you come borrow my phone charger anytime you want now, iPhone 16? I'm going to delete this part. Thank you. Uh, so listen, uh, let's, let's play a song on the way out. Uh, let's thank our sponsors once again. Thank you, Swim at the Mission. Already? Thank wow. you. Yeah, it was, it was a good one. Time for um, when you're having fun. Get the 5K yeah. coming up. Oh, yeah. So, Scotty. Yeah, w- real quick. Oh, you first. You got, yeah, you, so you listen, got bigger interviews. Yeah, Saturday we have our uh, 7th Annual Pitch of Prevention, a Suicide Cornhole Tournament Family Day. If you don't play cornhole, come down. Bring your kids. It is free. We understand that it costs a lot of money to have people bring their kids to things nowadays. Well, guess what? We'll feed you, we'll entertain you, and it's free. We'll have tents. You can stay out of the sun because it's going to be sunny, right? Um, There's free drinks, just non-alcoholic. Everything you want there is free that day. If you are a veteran, you want to play cornhole but don't have the money, fire us off an email, a message, whatever, and I will get you a free spot to play. Um, That is on Saturday. Mike. Hey, everybody. So the specialist Matthew Polini Memorial Fund has the 8th, annual 5k rocker run uh out of Lindsay's in drake massachusetts uh it's it's on october 1st it the registration is at nine o'clock takes off at uh 10 a.m and uh andrea trovato is a big uh you know pusher of that and she's gonna be leading the leading the race we have drake at firefighters and drake at uh the fire chief is going to be there dropping the huge flag so we can do the national anthem and it's gonna be a great event and once again, if you don't have the money to participate in this, you can join Hidden Battles team. We will pick up your bib, um, your bib cost because that's what we do. We like to just get people out. We like to get them engaged, and we like to have them involved in other things. So this is an opportunity for you to, one, get involved with Hidden Battles yeah. and support a great cause. Like yeah, one of the pillars of resilience is a social aspect of this and camaraderie, and that's where Hidden Battles and the Plenty Fund come in. Uh, also, the... Spots are going quick, and they're selling really quick. We have our uh, annual golf tournament at Trollbrook on the 13th, Friday the 13th. So Of October. Of October, yes. Um, so get on that, too. So listen, all the information you want is on our website. It's on our Facebook. It's hiddenbattlesfoundation.org. You can find us on Hidden Battles on Facebook. Uh, and if you go and you go into our hiddenbattlesfoundation.org website, you can sign up for our email list, and you will get the great events such as the Pelini Rucks and the motorcycle races. And we also promote other organizations that are doing great things in our neighborhood to get you out. Um, you in the back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I heard that the uh, New England <laughs> Mindfulness and Performance LLC is hosting some great events coming up October mm-hmm. 20th with Wound Warrior Project mm-hmm. and Responders Together in New Hampshire. So that's also, if you want to get any information on that, you can fire us off an, uh, an email, info Great at hiddenbattlesfoundation.org. Um, I heard it's a veteran and first responder run. Oh, it's awesome. And, and the, the assistant, top notch. Yes. I heard, I heard the, the host is, he's all right. <laughs> uh, hey, thank you, Swam. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you, uh, Plant Perfectly. Thank you. Roads remodeling. Thanks, everybody. Uh, thank, thank you, you. Custom Ironcraft. Yeah. Thank you, Jandar Credit Union. Thank you, Michael Patrick Catering. Uh, check them out. Does he have a website? He has an Instagram. Okay, check him out on Instagram. If Michael not, Patrick Catering. listen, as with everything, if you can't remember, info at hiddenbattlesfoundation.org. Oh, listen, we're small. One of you guys out there has one of our one of our numbers. So just get a hold of us and we'll direct you on the right path. Thanks for listening. Thanks for everything. We're going to play you off with one song. See you Saturday. And Yeah, we'll see you Saturday. And don't forget, sunscreen. You know why? 
because it's going to be super duper sunny. America.